the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's June 20th. I'm Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson. Ahead, a St. Louis woman who became a protest leader in Ferguson is now working on a film project that explores the disproportionate number of black women dying from complications of pregnancy or childbirth. Let's name it for what it is, and it's it's racism, it's racial bias. St. Louis Public Radio's Nancy Fowler talks with Brittany Farrell about her project, which is supported by the makers of the documentary Whose Streets. But first, the news. Teachers in St. Louis public schools are divided and frustrated following a failed effort to recall their union president. Members narrowly voted to keep Sally Topping as president last night. The executive board tried to oust her because they say she's misleading members about union finances. Oak Hill Elementary School teacher Jamie Timmons was among those leaving the meeting upset with its tenor. It gets contentious because people are just frustrated with not being together versus we've got a separate board and we want them to work for us and not for themselves. Topping was elected in 2017 as president of American Federal of Teachers Local 420. She says the charges against her are weak. Illinois lawmakers from both parties have been bragging about passing a balanced budget this year, but Comptroller Susana Mendoza says the state still needs to address more than $7 billion in unpaid bills. Sam Dunklaw has more. During the two-year budget impasse, Illinois built its backlog to more than double that amount, but since then has been steadily paying off what it owes to businesses, hospitals, and others. Most of that was borrowed using bonds, which carry a lower interest rate than the late payment penalties the state was racking up. Mendoza says state lawmakers approved borrowing at least another billion dollars. We're, we're not going to wipe out the bill backlog with that, but we will responsibly bring it down. And uh, it's a great step. It's a great step in the right direction. That would get Illinois to within about a billion dollars of where it was before state government ground to a halt during the impasse. A large chunk of those bills are state worker health insurance claims. Each one carries a late penalty of 12 percent per year. I'm Sam Dunklaw. In Illinois, agencies that serve people with disabilities say the staffing crisis they face will get worse if the state does not invest more in services. Christine Herman reports. Direct support professionals provide in-home care for people with disabilities. It's a tough job that doesn't pay enough, says Kim Zeller, who leads the nonprofit Ray Graham Association. She says the slight rate increase in the new state budget won't be enough to draw people away from other, less rigorous jobs that pay about the same. We see 40% turnover approximately, and the number of vacant positions that are open at any one time around the state is alarming. Zeller expects the staffing crisis will worsen as the statewide minimum wage gradually increases to $15 an hour by 2025. She says without additional state funding, agencies like hers will struggle to increase wages. It also means the difference between what they can pay their workers and what they can make elsewhere will get even smaller. I'm Christine Herman. A young St. Louis woman who honed her activism in the Ferguson protest is now taking her passion to the screen. Brittany Farrell is a nurse turned filmmaker. She's working on a film project about black women who die in childbirth or from complications of pregnancy. St. Louis Public Radio's Nancy Fowler reports that Farrell wants everyone to know that black people are not getting the care they deserve. Hello. Hi. Good morning. As a labor and delivery nurse, Brittany Farrell helped hundreds of patients. But Farrell hasn't come to Ayanna Graham's home in St. Louis to assist with the birth of her child two weeks away. 
She's here to document Graham's daily life for a film project. Who's in my room? Graham's three young children vie for Farrell's attention as Graham folds mounds of laundry in her living room. As an African-American woman, Graham is three times more likely to die from being pregnant or giving birth than her white counterparts. The name of my documentary is You Lucky You Got a Mama. And um, it's really, it speaks to the fact that black women are dying at like unacceptable rates. And so with the numbers being so drastic, you really are lucky to have a mama. Farrell doesn't mince words when talking about why black women, along with transgender and non-binary African Americans, face higher peril when pregnant. Let's name it for what it is, and it's, it's racism, it's racial bias. Farrell points to horrific examples of medical racism in the U.S. Black men injected with syphilis and left untreated as an experiment. Henrietta Lacks, whose cancer cells scientists used for research without her family's permission or knowledge. The neglect and inattention shown to black mothers, she says, has also caused harm. And it's still happening to women like Ayanna Graham. I almost died giving birth to my daughter. In the hospital, Graham passed several large clots while showering. A nurse dismissed her concerns, but doctors later discovered it was an emergency, requiring a blood transfusion. That's one of the reasons why this is, this is important for me to, like, allow myself to step out of my comfort zone to do this because it's going to help another woman. It's going to help someone else, you know, get through their pregnancy and get through their fears of what if I die having my child. Farrell says instead of listening to black patients, medical providers often judge them. Oh, well, she didn't finish her high school education or she works at a minimum wage job, or she doesn't exercise enough, or maybe if you had a better attitude about things, you know. Part of the problem, Farrell says, is that some white doctors don't understand the lives of their black patients. At the same time, some African-American patients, unaccustomed to black people as authorities, don't trust black doctors. She says Graham had never seen an African-American doctor until her fourth pregnancy and was initially suspicious. And she was like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, are you sure? I mean, like, is she a doctor? Like, you went to school like all the other doctors went to school? Farrell put nursing school on hold in 2014 to protest the police killing of Michael Brown. Filmmaker Sabah Folian, who directed the nationally acclaimed documentary Whose Streets, was drawn to Farrell as a subject of her collaboration with local artist Damon Davis about the movement. I just saw the energy and the crowd around her and asked her, you know, how do you as a woman find your place in this movement? And she said to me, you don't find your place. You don't wait till someone gives you a place. You take your place. And from that moment on, I just knew that this was a woman who I wanted to get to know and, and who had something really valuable to say. Folian is now producing Farrell's project, with Davis acting as a consultant. Farrell has ambitious goals. I want this project to really touch people, wake people up, make people feel compelled, make people feel seen. Farrell hopes to raise a half million dollars for the project, which may become a documentary or a series. I'm Nancy Fowler, St. Louis Public Radio. And you can visit stlpublicradio.org to see images from Farrell's project. David Caceres edited that piece. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio is Shula Newman. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Firm. I'm Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.